My name is Sophia Avramides. Knowing Sophia well and her business, she spoke in very captivating ways about being a, a solo entrepreneur. I am the founder of Avraveda, which is an apothecary business and also has a strong emphasis on education and one-on-one -on -one work and community work. I also thought it was really cool to hear her comment on community building, of course, just because I love that stuff, um, and then how to bring in collaboration um, as a for-profit business. I learned a ton, like things I didn't even know about that business. I have been doing this for about my whole life. <laughs> Being an herbalist and creating your own tinctures and salves and teas uh, is, to me, is a form of, it's like a form of art. Um, it, it's super creative. You're working with plants and it's like the science behind how plants work. It's funny. It's like it, that kind of business and her personality and the types of products that she's making and the types of people she needs to reach. Social media is made for her. Right? Yeah, like the, exactly. Like Instagram stories, Facebook <laughs> groups. Like this is perfect for a person. Like I this. know. Um, honestly, I, I mean, I feel like I started making all my herbal remedies uh, when I was 20 so I'm 27 so about seven years I've been crafting and I think my business has been active for about four years now I would say the co-creative has been an awesome home for me for doing a lot of my promotional marketing work so a lot of my online stuff is done here um because being an entrepreneur and working from home which is where I work from um and a certified kitchen that I make all my stuff in um, it can be really, really like easy to get sucked into a vortex of being at home by yourself for like three days in a row doing online stuff. Yeah, literally, or you're like taking meetings and you're like in your bathrobe and you're just like, I don't know how I feel about this. Right. Like there, there's, you know, the freedom of it sometimes and that feels nice, but otherwise it just feels like you're not fully showing up. Yeah, so. Exactly. So it's nice to be here at the co-creative because I feel like it allows space to feel like you are part of a community while you're still doing your work. Yeah. And, and when do you how do you set boundaries working at home? Because I work at home a lot. 90 percent of my time is spent in my home office. How do you set the boundaries to push yourself to get out? Like, do you time block it in a calendar and say today's marketing day and I'm headed to the office? Is that like, has that how you force yourself, for lack of a better phrase, to get out of the house? Yeah, I would say that I use a lot of calendars for sure. So I'll plan outings for myself of where I'm going to be co-working, um, like at the beginning of the week. So it's like, all right, Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be at the co-creative. On Wednesday, I'll be at my friend's house who's also co-working. Um, and then I'll let myself be home Monday and Friday or whatever. Um, so I definitely plan things out ahead of time and like kind of commit to that um but the boundaries like don't only like last in that space of being like can i when can, when do i leave my house it's also when do i stop working and that's been a really tricky one uh, i've been doing this new practice recently that at the end of the day like say at eight o'clock or whatever when i'm like this is your shut off time <laughs> i literally out loud will list everything that I did because sometimes it's so easy to like have your list and you're just like 
I don't even necessarily check things off. Sometimes I have a list on my phone, right? Because we're so technologically. And instead of doing the checkoff motion, I simply delete it. Right. So there's no way of looking back at what I did. Right. Yeah. Which is, so there's no way of holding yourself accountable for the work you completed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a new boundary for me has been at that time, I am like, all right, this is what you did today. Good job. You did great. <laughs> like, literally. So... Yes, it's a the boundary of getting away from screens at yeah. that point. Yeah, I mean, I've I've fallen under the same thing, and and our our work our work days, or specifically when you're probably doing your marketing stuff, is very much in alignment with what I do. And I have followed so many different practices and getting things done, like the literal getting things done methodology that is like sort of world renowned. Like I used to follow that to the T. Used to do everything. Because I'm in tech, I've tried a thousand different like to-do apps and like productivity apps. And just recently doing exactly what you do, I'm done. I'm done tracking it. I'm done tracking it to the minute. I'm done time blocking it. And um, what I do now is just say, what did I finish at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. if it, is, did it move me forward an inch or a mile? If it's an inch, fine. <laughs> at least I move forward. And like that's my bell you know that's that's what i look at and say that's the okay work is accomplished right, right? uh and it's a healthier habit i don't know if it'll be a productive habit yet <laughs> time will tell to see like how how much it moves me towards the goals but I'm, I'm totally with you on that one it makes total sense i feel like being having like a and i mean this is probably because i also have such a health-minded mindset in my work is i feel like those healthier habits ultimately end up being more productive anyway right. because you feel better and another thing for me recently I, this last month was crazy you know january was so weird for everyone at least i mean i don't know if i'm projecting but i felt like it was a weird month and um i feel as if there were many days that i literally felt as if I couldn't do anything. And that was really strange at first where it was those days of, you know, knowing I needed to basically sleep all day or crash and read and not output. Right. And that, honestly, I would even write that in my agenda on my calendar. This was my rest day. And that was work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That took work to even yeah. let myself be in that place of resting yeah. you know the you are the first person for the co you're the first guest on the co-creative podcast and the essence uh of the podcast is talking about creativity or at least it's a pillar of the conversation so what does creativity you know what does that mean for you i mean is it more geared towards the literal products that you're creating and like that's my creative outlet or is it the building the business side of it, also creative, and where do you find uh, the two overlap? But first, define what creativity means to you. Okay, so creativity is the best medicine in the world. That's what it means to me. It's, it's this amazing way of expressing yourself, and I feel like creativity comes out in so many different ways. It can come out through the words you're speaking or the products you're creating or like you don't have to call them products that are like herbal remedies you're making or the art you create um so for me creativity is the ultimate the ultimate like that's all I'm kind of striving for in anything I do um and there's a lot of overlap with it in my job some of it is in the marketing of like how I choose to present myself and how I choose to present what I'm doing um 
And of course, in like blending and alchemizing different remedies. Do you think going back to the month of January and you're like, man, I just exhausted. Do you think as creative entrepreneurs, it's harder for us? Like, do we just zap all our energy out because we are taking something from nothing and trying to get it into the world? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. I think that there's no rule book. So I think one of the, another boundary that I'm learning how to set is I find that I'll f- like learn different creative outlets that I, that I myself really like, um, be it through, I don't know, like just different things, you know, is it writing songs or um, I really love movement and dance. I've always been someone who loves dance. And I think that as an entrepreneur, you, because your entire company is based off of your creativity and the thing that you've created out of nothing, you kind of want to like monetize everything that you do. Like that's almost like a natural way of, you're like, oh my God, like I'm so good at dance. Like I'm a performer, yeah. like, you know, and it's really like- Put me on a poster it, and sell tickets. Exactly. And, and you know, that's just an example. But ultimately, like for me, a firm boundary that I'm learning is, can you do something for fun and like not make it work? Yeah. And um, because it is fun, like I'm doing it because it's fun. Yeah. And to what degree do you need to share everything? And so that's been a huge question for me as an entrepreneur. Like, where am I? And obviously things can, like, I think part of the process of having a company and is allowing it to evolve as it's going to. And a big, like, focus for me is learning how to express myself. And I think that's the platform I've kind of created for myself is this place of transparency and hopefully allowing other people to be transparent with where they're at as well. Um, so I understand things evolve naturally, but it's taking that step back and being like, you don't have to do all your creative outputs do not have to become part of your business. Right, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, how do you rein in like the ones that you will monetize that you can manage, right? Versus like, okay, these these other outlets here are just expressive or just enjoyable right like i just want to do this thing because i enjoy it and i enjoy the process of it um do you have a clear definition like do you write down a business plan and say these three creative components i'm going to slide these into the business these other ones over here kind of enjoyable like how do you set that separation i have goals that i envision for myself so i basically have you know my life goal that i know for myself and it's kind of stayed the same for the last 10 years, I'd say. And it's something that I can really envision um, a lot. Basically, everything kind of morphing into, in a sense. So for me, it's really looking at what's most sustainable, you know, like what is something that um, is also benefiting other people and what won't I get tired of doing um, in that sense of like, this is a business, so this is how I survive and how I make my living. Um, So I kind of just refer back to that goal. And if it fits into that, that's cool. Like it'll fit in its own way. And if not, then it's something that's feeding me in other ways. Yeah. Well, there's one of the things in the more, uh, you know, traditional entrepreneur sense, especially online, like if, you know, I, I just 
did the class with Efrol yesterday. We talked about brand building, content creation, web, digital, and everybody's like, how do I get more customers to my website? How do I get more, you know, how do I then take those people from my website and convert them into, you know, customers or visitors? How do I get them into customers? We talk a lot about personal branding. Do you ever look at the work you do as like collectively building a personal brand and that's what you lead with? Or do you try to compartmentalize it and say, no, this is, this is my business brand is, is that. Like I don't try to put the human, the person in that. Um, how do you see yourself mixing that when you sell to a customer? I 100% am personally branding. Yeah, I feel like I can't really separate it. I didn't know the term personal brand when I started do- doing this, and it just that's just how it's evolved. So um, I totally respect and value having, you know, I'm looking at my Instagram, and I definitely follow accounts that are only products or only things. And those are so well designed and i think with personal brand there's a lot of room for error and like flaw but that's also part of humanity so it's kind of a beautiful thing you know um so i definitely like my biggest thing with mixing my personal branding quote unquote with my what i'm creating and selling um is just you know creating content in writing personal things and really sitting with them for a little bit. Is this something I want to put out there? Or is this a momentary rant that I just wrote? (laughs) And like, what's going to be appropriate? And what's also going to help, once again, like actually feed the collective conscious rather than my own ego? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because this is it's like the last thing that what I'll say is like the small business owner has left, right? It's like, all we have left to compete against, I don't know, an Amazon. Like, let's say Amazon sold the, the, the remedies that you create. I mean, nobody really cares about Amazon. They care that it gets here in two days. Right. They care that they can look it up on their phone, but they don't care about Amazon, Jeff Bezos, and right. you know, going to the moon or Mars, wherever he's trying to go with his other companies. But the personal brand, building that for the small business, the local business, that's the digital handshake. Like, that's what I call it. I call it the digital handshake. Like, if you're online and you did a personal video and somebody came to your website and they said, oh, I know her. Like, I understand what she's after. I get the goals. And you see the stumbling along the way, like personal rant. And people are like, I agree. Even if people disagree, at least it draws attention to you. Right. And they, they know who you are. And it's like, do I want to do business with her or not? Right. Do I want to recommend her word of mouth to somebody else or not? And I think a lot of people still to this day overlook um, building their personal brand. I think a lot of people are afraid of it. Yeah, it's a scary thing to put yourself out there like that, you know. And because, why? but why? I think it's because you know, you in general people have social anxiety. You know, you're going into public and you're it's fear of how other people perceive you so to put yourself out on like the internet where thousands of people could be seeing you millions maybe um that is so much more like potential criticism coming your way and especially with very vulnerable issues sometimes you know you're putting yourself out there to potentially be attacked However, I find that for the most part, if it's coming from a heart-centered place and you're being like radically honest about where you're at, 
then if you can have your own back in it, then it doesn't matter what anyone else says. And also people are so loving and appreciative of it most of the time, you know? And and then you, you're able to form, I guess, your own uh, tribe, if you will, right? And that's a common term thrown around in the marketing world, like yeah. form a tribe, build an audience, that right. kind of thing. But uh, literally you kind of do that here at the co-creative, right? So it's like, I work with all these people who are at least like-minded in the idea of, yeah, we should have a common place to work together. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's some people here that do all kinds of different things, but at least we all know coming together uh, and just seeing each other puts us in a common space. But online with businesses, you can align yourself, well, one, with other businesses and, you know, form community around that. Right. Uh, New Bedford does that, I think, rather well, or at least the downtown does yeah, uh, really well. Um but you can, you know, you can spin up Facebook groups, meetup groups. You can meet in person, do all these crazy things. Have you, has community helped you leverage or have you leveraged community building for your business or personal brand in any way that's beneficial? I would say so. I, I feel as if a lot of people who, you know, are following my Instagram, for instance, they see they've seen my journey i've had so many people message me like and be like hey like watching your journey is really awesome and that's so cool you know and and like you were saying it kind of inspires them to you know gravitate to your website or in the sense of community building gravitate to your events you know so i definitely feel as if it's um i've done collaborative things with other companies i love to boost up other companies and share where i'm at and that goes back to personal branding and being like hey i love this thing that this person makes it makes me feel really good yeah. it makes my skin look great right. <laughs> um or whatever it is i love this beverage it's my favorite it really makes me feel I, I i'm a big like food health person so i really like things that you can put on and in your body yeah. um so I feel as if, like, I love the community building. I love being able to take it outside. Like, last night I hosted a little thing that I had been envisioning for a while. And, I mean, the only way I advertised it is through my Instagram. Yeah. And so it's great because people show up. And yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. this is so cool. Yeah, it's I like, made a post and all of a sudden people came. It was amazing. Yeah, it's the best feeling, you know. It's it's a really cool way of sharing what you're doing. Do you have any advice on how to make those connections? Because like we were talking about before, with the personal brand building, a lot of people are adverse to it because I don't want to be criticized. I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to be laughed at. When I, I see this a lot as well as businesses, small businesses, are apprehensive to say, hey, let's do a partnership. Let's right. do a meetup together. What ways have you seen it work for you? Because um, a lot of people I've seen specifically on the South Coast say, this is my idea. This is my space. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to build it my way. I don't want anybody else to, to be involved. How do you bridge that gap? How do you break through that ice in, in your personal experience? I feel as if when I first started, I definitely had more of a competitive nature. Um, I definitely felt like what I was doing was really unique and my own idea. And then I quickly realized that that wasn't the case. And I feel as if it's really kind of adopting the mindset that you have a lot to learn from other people and they have a lot to learn from you too. And like, ultimately, why are you doing this anyway? You know, it's to get further in life. Yeah. And you can't do that without other people so like um collaboration is key for sure and i think that if you can adopt like that collaboration over competition mindset 
you'll go further and you'll still get what you need. Like it's knowing that no matter what, no matter what it is that you're doing, like you will always have what is yours, like what is quote unquote yours. Do you, do you remember when that was so pivotal for you to, to realize like, hey, I, you know, I am not the one with the secret ingredient here, although maybe literally for you. But. I, yeah, I, I was stressing out about it, yeah. you know, like it was just it's like you're putting a lot of negative energy into thinking about what you're doing in comparison to what other people are doing. And like it could be on an on- online format or in any format. But like if you're not staying in your if you're not focusing on what you're doing and proud of it it, because you're too busy thinking about what other people are doing then you're messing you're not you're not using your energy the right way so for me it was really just like needing to um needing to kind of re perspective myself if that makes sense and also um there was i think a lot of the moments have happened you know recently too where it's through collaborative things like giveaways or um I had this really amazing opportunity come up a few months ago with one of my friends who has who also has an herbal business and I mean it's very different than mine but she was just like hey let me extend this amazing opportunity to go brick and mortar and that was so cool to witness that sort of like sharing component, you know. Shout out to Chris at Below Herbs um, <laughs> because that was so awesome. And her, myself, and my friend Amy, who also does similar sort of things but very different in the same sense, got to create this space that one of us alone could not have created. Um, so it's just really witnessing like the as soon as you kind of let that guard down, so many more things flood in. Yeah, and I think you said something, the key phrase, um, and sort of maybe you were hinting at it, is the word confidence in that. Like, what happens, like, I think when you first start out as building a business, and you really stress over the competition, right? And you're like, no, no, this is this is all mine. It's because you are not confident yet in your own, what you can produce, what you can service to somebody, right? right. Like, you haven't met that, you haven't met that yet, and you're projecting that sort of weakness, um, you know, I guess onto yourself. I mean, because no, nobody else cares but you, right? right. That, that somebody else does something. And once you hit that level of confidence, you say, no, this is how I make product. This is how I, you know, service customers. And it's a, it's a great way to position yourself because you say, no, that other person if you're looking for that type of service, that type of product, maybe that competitive price point, go see them. Yeah. I'm over here yeah. at five thousand bucks a vial, right? Like, you know, whatever the whatever the number is that you know that you sell or whatever the, the premium prices that you that you put yourself at, you feel that confidence boost. Um, and it actually services the customer better. Yeah, I think because so. Because you can tell the customer, sorry, not the right fit. Right. You know, unfortunately. Can't service you, but but this person can. But this person can. And, and it, it really, like, ultimately, especially in this, in any industry, really, where you're trying to provide, like, quality to a customer and you're working to provide them a quality, like, life and improve their quality of life, in a sense, it, it honestly, it, it comes to a point where if you know what you're sharing, be it your product or someone else's, is going to do that goal then it's just going to bring more people in. It's like, oh, I tried this this oil here and it made me sleep 
where I haven't been able to sleep for five years or whatever. And um, you should try this sort of herbal oil to one of their friends. And and they may or may not buy it from you or the other person, but at least they're integrating into that mindset, you know? So it really is like, it's getting more people on board. And I really like, I think of my quote unquote, like competition um, as actually being my teammates now. And that's like a big part of it where it's like, wow, we're fighting adversity with corporate companies and we're fighting adversity with, you know, people who have all this money to leverage everything they're doing. And like we, for the most part, might have like small investors, but we might not, you know, right, and right. we're doing it all ourselves. So you're actually my teammate in this because you're going through a lot of the same shit that I'm yeah, going through yeah, yeah. and dealing with a lot of the same like difficulties. So how do you deal with it? And like the more you can create those partnerships and like like become comrades, the more you're going to, the further you're going to go. Yeah, I mean, when people, you know, if you get to market from like a real like tactical vantage point like if you got into a market and you showed up let's say you showed up downtown right and you have all these you know i don't know the exact product names of of things that you offer but let's say remedies and solutions whatever it is you showed up and you were the only one that did it that's a scary thing because you're like i don't maybe the market doesn't know that they need this yet and then once you start to have the competitors or as you might call them comrades now it amplifies the 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 idea that customers should look for our solutions whether or not you pick me or the competitor down the street at least people know you need this right exactly. right um, plenty of times getting into a market too early is just the kiss of death right like i mean think about smartphones right if you wanted to get technical i mean i think years and years ago i used to work at a place called circuit city yeah, <laughs> and, right? and you know i remember i remember like the the first like iPads and you know iPhones that came out back then people were like what a joke <laughs> you know this yeah, is like 20 years ago like these things are useless right here we are fast forward 20 years later and it's like this thing is like controls your life <laughs> you know so yeah. or mp3 players my god or, or the Sony you know the Sony did why did why isn't Sony you know the leading you know music device these days when they had the Walkman right, right. <laughs> or the Discman and you were like those things everyone had them I had one right 16 second skip you could be on the school bus and you could listen to your like rage against the machine and it wouldn't skip because of the protection it was amazing uh, technology yeah, back then so great yeah it was, it was awesome so quality yeah yeah um, what are the biggest challenges for you for the rest of 2020 um, and how do you think you are better positioned for you know being here at the co-creative to, to tackle those challenges? Is it the focusing on the marketing? Is it, you know, just having other people to bounce ideas off of? What 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 is it? What is the challenge and what's the benefit you see being here? I feel like the biggest challenge is, it goes back to the personal branding thing um, because that is ultimately comes down to quote unquote, what sets you apart. Um, and so for me, that's been something I've really been building because I want to focus a lot on hosting more events and the educational component of what Avraveda is. And, uh, it, that's really nerve wracking sometimes. So, um, my biggest challenge is continuing to build that confidence in myself. And I feel like being at the co-creative is really helpful for it because you could be here doing work and, um, you know, I've had it happen numerous times where someone will pop in and we'll have a, a small conversation about something and then someone else here will overhear that conversation and be like, hey, I, I overheard that. Can I ask you a couple questions about that? 
And it then, you know, creates these new connections and allows you this opportunity to present with confidence what you're talking about and and or like with curiosity, you know. So I really love being in this space because I think that you show up and you're doing your work. And a lot of the time, like out of nowhere, these conversations or these moments of inspiration kind of come in and they make you feel aligned. And um yeah, I really, really like that. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you a place where that doesn't happen. It's it's sitting in your own home office and your dog never like chimes in like, that's a yeah, great idea. No. So, I mean, we, we should really pursue that. And right? like, and it, but if your dog did do that, you'd be like, I got to get the hell out of here. Like, yeah, you'd be this like, is strange. this is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I'm um, losing it yeah. <laughs> right now. Like my, my dog or my cat are there to be cuddly little support creatures. But um, yeah, they're not, they're not fully fully there to you know plan travel retreats or you know do (laughs) like help with your seo or your marketing exactly sophia it's been a great conversation where can folks who are listening to this podcast find you on the web to say thanks thank you for listening first of all and thank you matt for having me um you can find me at avraveda that's a-v-r-a-v-e-d-a i don't know if you're going to show note it but um avraveda.com and at Avraveda on both Instagram and Facebook. And I'm a pretty avid poster on the gram. So hit me up. (laughs) Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the Co-Creative Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to share it with friends and family on your social media accounts. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Sharing it will help us spread the word when the doors open again. This episode was recorded pre-COVID. So when the doors open again, the co-creative would love to have you stop by, check out the facility, become a member. This episode was brought to you by and edited by SouthCoast.fm. It's me. It's my other podcast. You can learn more about South Coast entrepreneurship over at SouthCoast.fm. If you want to learn more about podcasting, we have a whole guide over there that you can find under the resources section southcoast.fm. Thanks, everyone.